Welcome to Talking Giants, presented by SeatGeek. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, here with my co-host, Justin Pennick, And we have our last preview pod of the year, even though we're not actually previewing the Eagles game. Justin, this is a big episode. Huge. We have the, the last week of spread picks in our fantasy draft. We have to talk about the coordinators and who's going to be here, who's not, Justin. But also, it's the third annual Tony Award, which uh, is something that... Started as a joke and now is like a very serious thing, uh, where we we crown. It's called it's the not sure if you're a good person, but best Giants reporter presented by Kadarius Tony Award presented by Talking Giants. So third annual, we'll be announcing that a little later once we bring Danny King on. Also, he may have like a crazy weather report. Uh, Justin, Ugh. how are, how are you doing as we embark on the last weekend of Giants football? It's the biggest weather report of the year because some rain or snow or both could be involved. The Tony Award is something that even like the beat reporters take seriously too, and I know they, they take it very seriously. Like they want to win so badly. They they talk about it, and you know, there's they're all going to be tweeting about it on on Friday. So this is a huge, huge show, and people may be fired and let go um, as we approach the end of the season and as the Giants end their season. And the game being played against the Eagles this Sunday is the least significant thing happening that we'll be talking about in this episode. <laughs> Well, it's significant towards the draft slot. Uh, yeah, yeah. Slot. So we do want to get into all of that, right? This will be a little more of a, a fun episode. But let's start with the serious stuff, Justin. Yep. There's, you know, it started with the Jay Glazer report, which, again, I take with, like, I don't even blink at that. I believe I believe anything Jay Glazer says about the Giants with 100%, I don't, I don't question at all. If there's any other person who reports on the Giants, I question what is this coming from why is this happening when glazier says it i believe it i don't care if it's adam Schefter, ian rapaport anybody on the beat he is the only person i don't question at all with wink martindale that their relationship is bad it could be over before the season and and you know they they are not getting along at all um mike kafka's name has been thrown around a little bit thomas mcgay he has there hasn't been any rumors on mcgay but because his unit has been very bad you know, there's the idea that he would be fired after six years with the New York Giants. We'll start with Wink Martindale, though, because that's the most controversial and, and I think the most important decision to be made, Justin. Uh, do you believe Wink Martindale is going to be gone from the Giants? Fired, let go, retire, mutual parting, whatever. It, do you think he'll be the New York Giants defensive coordinator next season? No. And I think he will be fired. Yeah. We'll we'll see how it goes, right? And I I think 
I don't know if he wants to be fired because of, you know, contract stuff. I, and, you know, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And his and his press conference talked about like, oh, I don't I don't know why I would be like, you know, that there's stuff out there at the very minimum. Again, I believe the Jay Glazer report at 100 percent. Now, it's been some time since then. Uh, I'm sure John Mara will try and play middle ground on that. Right. That's kind of what his job is as the owner. Right. Money and, talks. Or, or Joe Shane. Right. Like we'll we'll see how all that works out but wink martindale's done nothing to really dismiss those rumors right where dable you know tried to it's like the only thing we argue about is a slice of pizza and gave wink it we gave wink the game ball uh, wink martindale has been very uh intentional and in not dispelling any issues with him and Dable, right? Just saying, oh, it's been, it's the same as it was last year, right? Nothing's changed since last year. And then Dan Duggan reported that, like, they even had some riff last year, but hey, winning, winning heals all. Yeah. So I, I agree. I, I don't think Wink Martindale is going to be here. I'm at a point where I would be shocked and I'd be happy. And I do hope that they can work something out. I don't think, I don't, I don't hope that just because I, I like Wink Martindale and want Wink Martindale to be the defensive coordinator that, it gets forced upon Brian Dable in the way that Joe Judge wanted to fire Jason Garrett after one year, and it was essentially you know forced upon him to keep him for a year too, right? Maybe forced upon may not be the exact word, but it's you know heavily suggested from your bosses that you should keep this guy. Um, and the difference, and a and even a bigger, you know, even harder thing for Dable is Dable is the one who hired Wink Martindale. He's the one who went out and and got Wink Martindale once Patrick Graham left, right? So this wasn't a arranged marriage either. And also the difference is Wink Martindale is good at his job. So that I mean, yeah. so that that's the thing where I there's don't much feel more like- reasons for ownership to step in with this or GM or whoever, and then where with Garrett there was every reason to just let him go or never even be there in the first place. Unless, say, for example, and this is hypothetical, pure hypothetical, unless, for example, Brian Dable got in Wink Martindale's ear for that Saints game, which was a horrible game plan, and Wink Martindale is responsible for it, but if Brian Dable got in his ear and said, hey, I'm sick and tired of this cover zero, all or nothing defense where we're blitzing and we're being aggressive. Let's let's step back and let's play coverage a little bit since that's kind of hey maybe that's what I want to do. That's what Brian Dable wants to do, and he's tired of that. Not and he's tired of that nonsense. Let's say if that was Brian Dable stepping in, then yeah, that's bad, and and then that will be a bad working relationship, and that may even fester and continue in the next year. But I, I don't know. And again, I, I that's why it's a little frustrating saying trying to answer this and trying to always figure this out and analyzing this over the last few weeks is because we really don't know what that relationship is, but we know that it clearly is fractured in some major ways. Yeah. We, we, we know that there's issues. The question is, could it have been fixed since that Patriots game when it was reported by Jay Glazer? And I, I, there's been no reporting now. Hey, Jay, Jay, you know, Fox NFL Sunday, I am tuning in with my screen recording. I'm, I'm ready to go for that. That's my, that's what I'm looking forward to the most on Sunday. It's Fox NFL Sunday to to hear what Jay Glazer says. Cause and what specifically is it about Wink Martindale and Brian Dable that they don't really get along? Because if it's schematic stuff, then yeah, I mean, I could see that being a point where you're bashing heads and your philosophies don't align. I, I Sure, I could see that. But if it's honestly like how you deal with players, I, I feel like that could be rectified. And if it is like the Xavier McKinney situation that kind of brought this to, to a head... I feel like that that's something that can be rectified and there can be a common ground over, right? Like, do you agree with me? 
Yeah, absolutely. So now again, we don't. We don't unfortunately, know. <laughs> fortunately, we don't. We don't know. No one's really found anything out, um, except for Jay Glazer. So, uh, so we both think Wink's going to be gone. Mike Kafka, his name is thrown around there a little bit. Justin, I, I asked around, not like people inside the building, but people who like people who have sources. So a few reporters, a couple other people, Justin, and I'm like, do, do you think Kafka's gone? And they all said yes. And I think the main reason why they said yes is they believe that Brian Dable wants to call plays. And you can't strip Mike Kafka of play calling duty and really keep him as offensive coordinator. And, like, you know, one, why would Dable want to keep Kafka without him? Like, you know, why would he want to take the play calling away from him and also want to keep him? And from Kafka's point of view, like, why would he want to stay here under a guy who he's never, you know, doesn't really have any relationship with until they got here? And not call the plays. Like, that's not going to help him in his future. So that would be there. So this one's tough because I don't know, right? There's been no solid reporting on this, right? Uh, it's just kind of rumors and, and people's opinions. Yeah. And anytime that Wink Martindale's being talked about, when people are, are pretty sure that he's going to be gone, Mike Kafka's name was always just sprinkled into the reporting. It's like Wink Martin. Oh, yeah. And, and Mike Kafka may be part of this, too. And it's like, whoa, that's like a huge part of this that we're just kind of glancing over. And that's what it's been. The reporting has been, I feel like, the last couple of weeks. It's not a shot at the reporting. It's just that's how this has been presented. It's like, oh, Wink Martin, Brian Dable, clashing heads. And then a little sprinkle. Oh, Mike Kafka. There's a little issue there, too. It's like, oh, what the hell is this? <laughs> yeah. So I, I hate to say this one. I, I predict Kafka will be gone, too. I'll say he stays just, just, just cause that's, that's a feeling. That's a feeling I have. Yeah. Kafka was asked about, it. he gave like a Kafka non-answer. Like, yeah, we're just, we're just focused on the Eagles, right? Like has it talk? Nah, we're, our focus is on the Eagles. Now the non-answer could mean something or it could mean absolutely nothing. And that's why Mike Kafka, that's the way Mike Kafka wants it with all of his, his press conferences. He is a, he, he has the art of saying nothing down pretty 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 well yeah and and again another situation where if there is if there is uh tension there like why why like what what would brian dable do differently as a is it is it because of mike kafka's play calling ability and then what would brian dable do differently as a play caller in certain situations that mike kafka was not doing this year second and long runs first and 10 runs or you know not being aggressive calling more quick game stuff the, like what, what's the what would it brian dable add it could be big differences agreements in, on Monday install. Right. Right? Like, that's where... And that's where... Like, hey, if I watch this offense, right? I break down the film, and I see an offense that I like, right? There's can be some improvements, but there's personnel, you know, deficiencies. So, uh, so I like it, right? So, I go, hey, Mike Kafka, I like him as an offensive coordinator. If Brian Dable is behind the scenes, like, having to get more and more involved in the install, and like, nope, this is, we got to scrap this. We don't have the protection to hold up for this. We do have this. We do have this. And to be honest, we've seen more of Dable influence concepts kind of come a little more back to light recently. Like that wave concept, which they started with last year, and then they came, got away from. They ran it four different times, uh, you know, versus the Rams on Sunday. So that's where I will trust Dable's judgment a little more with the where the wink stuff it's like uh, you need to like you need to figure this out and this is bad that this went so this went this way for sure 100 uh thomas mcgahee 
There's been no rumors about him, but it's just he's the special teams unit has been very bad. Um, and Dable didn't hire him, right? So it like seems like a natural parting ways. He's lasted. I mean, he was hired by Pat Shermer, so he lasted two years of Pat Shermer, two years of Joe Judge, and now two years of Brian Dable. And you want to know something funny? I don't know what his role was. I had no idea. Snacks and I were watching highlights of Super Bowl Forty Two. We watched like the final five minutes of it. It's on YouTube. Like good friends do, if you're both Giants fans, just on a on a on a on a regular night. Uh, they show Plaxico Burris running back to the sideline after he catches his game-winning touchdown pass against the Patriots. Guess who's on the sideline? Assistant special teams coordinator Thomas McGahee. Thomas McGahee was has been in the Giants building probably since even before 2007. Very well respected. Why do you think he's respected? He was there for the for the glory days. Yep. Uh he's, he was hey, he was here with the, he was with the Jets too as a special teams coordinator. Um so he's been around a, a long time. Um I'm, I'm going to say what are you going to say? I think he's gone. Yeah, I'm going to say I think he's gone too. Uh Bobby Johnson Often, we're not going to do all the position coaches, but this is the one. Uh, Justin, I don't think that they can look at this year and keep Bobby Johnson. I don't. I. I don't think. I. I just don't think that they can survive that. Uh, I think that they, their jobs are on the line with this offensive line. Uh, I, I think they kind of have to fire Bobby Johnson, no matter if they have a working relationship or not. I think Joe Shane might have even hinted at that when talking about Evan Neal during the po- the the mid the midseason presser. So yeah, I think I think Bobby Johnson's gone. Now, my only worry is is that if Dable's an asshole to work with, and if this is a thing that's becoming around the National Football League, that Dable's an asshole to work with. Bobby Johnson was always an asshole, too, so I guess assholes like assholes. Um, who are they going to get? And, it, you know, can, can Brian Dable go out and get, like a, like a Wink Martindale was somebody who he had no connections with. Mike Kafka was somebody who he had no connections with, who, you know, we, lo- we looked at those guys at the time and be like, oh, exciting and different. And, you know, possibly, you know, we didn't really know about a lot, a lot about Mike Kafka, but Wink Martindale, oh, top of their, you know, top of the class and, and defense coordinators, right? Can you go out and do that with the offensive line coach when that's the singular most important position coach that you can get? Um, or is Brian Dable going to be limited to just people that he's worked with in the past and, yeah, we may have to settle. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. But uh, another thing with Bobby Johnson is, like, he is a Dable guy, but they, they, it's not like they've traveled with each other, right? They spent three years together in Buffalo, and then and then brought him over there because Bobby Johnson's contract had run out in Buffalo. Uh, so we'll we'll see. But you know, Dable's traveled a, around a lot, so I'll be interested to see. You know, you know, I I actually think. Maybe he's run his course in the NFL, but maybe Gooch, because I'm pretty sure they probably worked together in um in um in uh in New England, and like Bobby Johnson was the assistant was. Did uh, players hate Gooch? Yeah, but he's. I, I, but if he gets results, I don't. I don't care. They should have kept uh, Sperano around. He's killing it for the Colts. I think Bobby Johnson was the assistant offensive line coach to. Uh, to Gujan Indy that one year, right? Am I right? I yes, I am. I am right. He was. The but I know Sperano Jr. Tony Sperano Jr. He was the assistant offensive line coach last year. He leaves, go to the Colt, goes to the Colts, and that Colts offensive line. You know, I think Quentin Nelson's like the only first rounder. They have tack. They have two tackles that are playing Ryan well. Kelly. Um, so should have kept him around. Yeah, I don't. 
I want to give Sperano Jr. all the credit for that Colts offensive line improving, but um, we'll see. All right, Justin, that's that's it. So we we're four for four. I'm four for four on those guys being gone. You are one. You are three for four. You think Kafka's uh, going to stay? So um, that's the way that the cookie crumbles. All right, Justin, we have other big things to get to. Uh, usually we do this at the top of this episode. Um, just want, we, we spend the Friday, the last preview part of the year. I think we even did this last year, even though we were going to the playoffs is a time, I think to say, thank you one, because the preview pod is always the, probably the least listened to episode when the giants are losing, when the giants are winning, people love the preview pods, mm-hmm. but when they're losing, it's like, people don't really want to hear about the opponent or much. Right. And especially at this point. So I think we have our most loyal listeners listening right now uh and it's we don't we try to not spend too much time talking about all stuff but a a, a genuine thank you to the listeners one the people who have been here forever but also hey a lot of people joined this year and hey you're part of the family A, a, a genuine thank you for all the support you guys give you guys make this worthwhile uh this was year five of talking giants um there's been some you know there's been some things that hey have been become a little more difficult and you know doing talking giants and and other things and the things that make it like bring the most fulfillment is like hey don't forget there's you know all these people listening and enjoying and we get the we get to realize that at tailgates at training camp wherever we are you know meeting people randomly out on the street um really does make it like the most enjoyable part about doing this show and not just hey we have a podcast that is semi-successful and we get to talk about football and that that's all cool and all and i would trade that but what makes it cool is i I do view talking giants kinds of family and i think you guys view our victories as your victories and and vice versa so a a genuine thank you to everybody uh and and a plea to hey stick around right just because the season's over i know a lot of people will stop listening once the season's over but we we go balls to the wall and we are we do our best to not just beat the same topics into the ground right we're like last year justin when the giant season's over but you, a lot of giant shows did. Hey, do you bring back Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley? Blah, 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 blah. We do our best to make every episode unique and individual. And when we do do those topics, we're not going to waver for our, our opinions. We're going to have you know detailed research, and it's I think it's going to be good. Um, although Justin, I did joke on Twitter that we should just do will the Giants draft a QB five minutes at the end of every episode to and put then, that and in then the just title. Po- and then just post it every every time yeah, we do it. Will the Giants every every episode, will the Giants draft a quarterback? And someone actually had a great idea. Just record it one time and just play it at the end of every episode. Every episode. No, I mean, yeah, I, I want to echo the the thank you and the, the sentiment of thank you because uh, we continue to surprise people. I mean, e- even this year when the Giants weren't, weren't that good, we continue to surprise people, whether it's people – in our own circles at Jamway Media, whether it's even my my friends and family, like my friends and family, I, I that's like the biggest thing this year, is that some of my friends and family they showed up to tailgates or even like, you know my my family will talk about oh you know my Jamway Media talking Giants whatever whatever and then just like strangers random strangers were like yeah I know yeah I know oh that's awesome I love that show so, um the reach is growing, and it doesn't happen without 
the base audience that's even listening to the show right now. So thank you to everybody. The tailgates and anything we do in person, I mean, the thing that sucks, the thing that fucking sucks, Bobby, is we wanted to do so much more in-person stuff this year. We wanted, if the Giants were better, we would have had, <laughs> we would have had a watch party for the Buffalo Bills game, which was a devastating game. And then we would have, we would have had a watch party for the Raiders game. I be- no, it was going to be the Dolphins game, right? Or the Raider- Raiders or the Dolphins game, which regardless, that Raiders, if we did a watch party for the Raiders game, Daniel Jones died. <laughs> You're muted. We, I said we did it with Grump and Crank. Uh, oh, just that's not right. When people. we were streaming. Imagine if we had a watch party for that game and there were people. That oh, my God. Daniel Jones, Terry. So the Giants the Giants will be back. And, you know, we're, we're going to do more in-person stuff. But even the tailgates are awesome. And everybody that showed up to that, um, I love shaking everybody's hands, giving everybody a hug and you know, talking Giants, even if it's just for 30 seconds, hanging out with everybody. So thank you for making this year great. The offseason's going to be fun. Um, really the draft excited. content will be the best that it's yeah. ever been, too. And I'm really excited for training camp again because that was like, you know, hey, we'll, we'll, we'll get excited for this team over again. We'll get back together. We'll cover it in person, and then we'll do this. We'll do this all over again. But we got but we got a lot of time before that even happens. Yeah, so it's, it truly is talking Giants versus the world, and we we appreciate that. You guys uh, share that mindset, and it's, it's true. Talking Giants versus the whole damn world. So I'm going to ask you guys now because you are our family. These aren't as important anymore, but I still like to ask for them a couple times a year. Leave a five-star rating review on Apple. It's literally the most easy, the easiest way to support the show. Grab someone. If you've already done it, grab your, you know, your, your parents or your kids or someone else's iPhone. Go on there, subscribe, leave a five-star rating and review and say, you know, thank you for the season or, or, or say whatever the hell you want. Just do it. And you're like, oh, well, I'll do it later. No, don't do it later. Stop what you're doing right now. I don't care if you're chopping, you know, if, if you're in the middle of cooking and you're chopping up onions, take that knife that you're chopping up with, throw it into the wall, grab your phone, wipe your hands off, and leave a five-star rating review right now. Do you want to threaten the listeners or anything to make sure they leave a five-star rating review, Justin? No, because I honestly don't think that does anything anymore. <laughs> well, now you're going to make them not want to do it. And, uh, you know, no, it doesn't do anything. I want to, I want to... It's it's good for the show. I it's want to tell Talking Yanks that we passed them. That's what I want. Okay, and yeah. Then Jim, so, and then Jimmy will be like, "This doesn't mean anything." Well, I'm like, "Well, guess what? You're just saying that because you're a loser." Yeah, that yeah means something. Yeah, it wouldn't mean anything to me too if I wasn't in first place. <laughs> um, so freaking do it. Stop chopping those damn onions and uh, and do it. So, all right, Justin, let's take a break and then we'll welcome on Danny King for the Tony Award 2020, the third annual Tony Award because it's actually 2024, but. Come on, pay attention in there. Let's go. We got a beautiful day. Work. Play fast. Play fast. Whoa. Ah. We're back. Danny King's back with us. We're not going to do weather and trivia right now. You want to know why? Because it is time, ladies and gentlemen, for the third annual, not sure you're a good person, but best Giants reporter presented by Kadarius Tony Award presented by Talking Giants, Justin. This is the third annual time that we're doing it. Uh, it's just, hey, the, the the media. I'm getting, I'm I'm stumbling over my words. Cause I'm so excited. The media has their good guy award, where they give an award to a Giants player for being nice to them, and they get to crown that person as good. They are the deciders of good and evil, not God. The Giants beat reporters are. Uh so we have ours where it's, hey, we don't care if you're a good person, but are you the best Giants reporter? Um, so in 2021, the first year that won it was who, who you guys remember who won? 
Dan Duggan. Well, yeah, Duggan. Dan Duggan won in 2021. Zach Rosenblatt took second. He left the Giants beat, and the Narsipton finished third. 2000 last year, so the defending champion who's not eligible for this year, Arch Stapleton took first, and a close battle with Jordan Renan and Patricia Traina took third. So Dan Duggan is eligible again. Arch Stapleton is not. Now we changed the voting process up a little bit this year. Is the, It's always been fan vote to totally. We change it to where it's 25% each. The fan vote, my vote, and Justin votes, and Danny's vote. And it was pretty damn close. Uh, and we, you know, we all had uh, for the first place, the top two uh, on our ballot, Justin. So are you are you guys ready for the results of the two, of the third annual? Not sure if you're a good person, but best Giants reporter presented by Kadarius Tony Award presented by Talking Giants, aka the Tonys. Yes, this, this is the only thing I look forward to these days. I know I've been really like I've been counting every vote. I'm ready for the Tony Award. So, in third place, we have a tie. We have a tie for third place, guys. Uh, So there's, out of 24 possible votes, these two both got three points. Tied for third of New York Daily News and ESPN. Pat Leonard made his way onto the the ballot this year. And Jordan Renan, last year's runner-up, falls to third place. Congratulations to both of you. At first, I thought Pat Leonard was with ESPN for a second, but I forgot they tied. But shout out. Shout out those guys. That was a, a you know Pat Leonard in previous years. You know he wasn't on the ballot. And you say what? Hey, you guys voted for Pat Leonard. Possibly true, but he took fourth on the fan vote, right? Like Jordan Renan took third on the fan vote. Pat Leonard took fourth. He, like he, that that Evan Neal story very much swayed my mind. I was like, oh, he's kind of got. That. Yeah, we'll, we'll see if we share our ballot. Uh, I also want to congratulate. Every single person who got a vote, even last, like Giant Insider took last place. I I think that's worth congratulating Giant. Like, yeah, have they took last place three years in a row? But hey, <laughs> a congratulations to Giant Insider for getting a vote. Congratulations, Giant Insider, on last place. But hey, it's not that bad. Pat Leonard and Jordan run on walking to a bar. What happens next? Um, they they gossip about something. Uh, second place. He got seven points. First place got ten points. Second place did win the fan vote, though. Winning the fan vote by 21 uh, total points. Dan Duggan of The Athletic takes second, so we don't have a repeat winner. Which means first place. With ten of possible 24 points. Second place in the fan vote. Only two, you know, Dan Duggan had uh, 26 first place votes. Dunleavy had 24. The winner of the third annual, not sure you're a good person, but best uh, Giants reporter presented by Kadarius Tony Award presented by Talking Giants, a.k.a. the Tonys of the New York Post, Ryan Dunleavy. Congrats, Ryan Dunleavy, on your first Tony Award on the third annual Tony Award. Congratulations. Wow. Shout out, Dunleavy. Wow. This was a, hey, this is a, you know, a, a wild run. Like, last year... Last year, Ryan Dunleavy took what place did he take last year? He went ninth place last year. So he goes ninth to first. And last year, he had one first place vote, two second place, and a third place. This year, he got 24 first place votes, 12 second places, and 14 third place votes. Um, you know, and then uh, he must have been first on some of our ballots, which we can share or not. So, but congratulations. What's your, what's your instant reaction to that, Justin Panic? 
And he took that personally. Yeah, he really he had a gr- a good year, right? Now he takes sides on like the Barkley thing. And I, I like someone who at least gives their opinion for the most part. But he got us news, right? Like the Daniel yes. Jones extension, Ryan Dunleavy. The hey, the Giants are probably going to trade for a star tight end right before Ryan Dunleavy, and actually like gives us info. He gave us like hey, he gave us the concrete. This was the last. This was the guaranteed money that was offered to Saquon Barkley. Yes, at the end, right? It actually gives us information. And doesn't act like he knows stuff when he doesn't. So, and he's he's low key giving credit to talking giants before we even were friendly with him at all. And so. he's nice, which this award isn't about being nice, but it kind of is about being nice because you have to I be just, nice to us. I just yeah, it's I'm not sure if you're a good person, but hey, you can be nice to us and not be a good person. Correct. Honestly, it, it means you're probably a worse person if you're nice. Jordan Ronan is kind of nice to us, but I don't think he's a good person. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's that's absolutely fair. Uh, do you want me to go through the fan vote in order? Should yes, I do that? Through fan, go could, through the fan vote. Let's quickly. Do it. So, I, so I do percentage that the top three got of the vote. This was actually the lowest percentage for first place. Dan Duggan was first with 32% of the vote. Ryan Dunleavy uh, was second with 27%. So uh, not as close as last year where it was it's Art 33 and Jordan 30%. Last year's was very close. Like Jordan fumbled at the end not crediting Danny King for the Ben Bredesen. <laughs> like he probably would have won. Uh so that you know, they were separated by twenty-one total points. Jordan Renan third in the fan vote. He got sixteen percent. Then it was Pat Leonard, Charlotte Carroll, Patricia Trena, Jay Glazier, Connor Hughes, Paul Schwartz, Alex Wilson, Zach Rosenblatt, Danny King, Bruce Beck, Daryl Slater, and Giant Insider. Got Alex Wilson was on that. Yeah, you know. I, like, hey, Alex Wilson got got uh, a decent amount. That Rosenblatt hasn't been on the Giants beat since, <laughs> you know, for oh, you know for a year and a half now, and he's still got uh, some votes. So, congratulations to him again. Like we said, the Giant Insider, despite the fact you finished last, congratulations on even yeah, getting votes on this. It's, you know, you would have dreamed about getting a, a votes for a big award one day. Um, <laughs> Justin, do you want to reveal your ballot? Yes. Don't be like the baseball writers. Don't hide it. My ballot was Jordan. Who was second and third for me? You went Dunleavy first, Jordan second, Duggan, or, and then Duggan third. Okay, that, that is my ballot. Ryan Dunleavy first. I forget second and third. You just Run said. on second, Duggan, Duggan third. third. That is my ballot. Hmm. I went Ryan Dunleavy first. I thought he gave us the most information this year, was the most candid with about stuff. So I've kind of changed my tune on Pat Leonard, right? And this award's not about being a good person, right? It's about being the best chance reporter. I'll be honest. I feel like he asked the best questions and the questions that like I am most like interested in hearing, right? Like I want to hear like, hey, I want to hear you at least like comment on this big decision and not worried about you know having a bad relationship with the head coach or the gm or whoever and a lot of the stuff he's gotten shit on like happens to end up coming back and being right right like the you know the you know the the, hey like before jay glazer reported he's like no there's like some turmoil behind the building and there's there's heat heat is on with some stuff so i'd him second and then i mean the biggest story of the year was the wink martindale thing i i voted jay glazer third Danny. So I was dug at first because I feel like I find myself reading Duggan's articles the most, and I do like his report. A second, I had Don Levy because obviously, for all the reasons noted. And then I don't know if I should reveal who I voted for at first for third place because I did 
vote for someone else. But then after the Leonard broken the Neil news, I sat. Yeah, Pat I sat Leonard to, broke the Neil news. I, I I sat down and thought about it. I was like, I don't like. There's, he's good at his job, and he does something. He that is I don't like, proactive but, to get us information. So yeah. I, here, let me, let me live a little behind the scenes. Someone told me that Evan Neal didn't have a sprained ankle and fractured his foot. And I sent it to some reporters, right? I don't have a relationship with Pat Leonard, nor do I really want one. But I sent it to some reporters, and they didn't do anything with it. Yeah, and then here comes four days later after that happens, instead of them going and like, hey, taking the information that we have. Like, hey, you know what? Whenever these guys do have information, it's usually true. Leonard Williams, whatever. Wink Martindale, like, you know, uh, be, you know, being interviewed for the DC job, stuff like that. It's like it's at least worth looking into, and then Pat Leonard, you know, breaks that news that that happened. So I, I, um, I was sitting in traffic, and then I, I was like, "No, I need to put Leonard on my ballot because he's done. He does has got a lot of news, and he does actually press people for good topics." And I know I kind of did a little crapping on him for his Tyron Taylor story, but that's because I was naive and I thought Tommy DeVito was the starter next year. I'm joking; I didn't think he was, but I was. I was riding the Tommy train for a little bit. So there is times where Leonard annoys the crap out of me, right? And he was wrong about the Dave Bull in Miami thing, even though Dave Bull was obviously considering Miami. Um, and like the you know the one week in the training camp last year, like they needed to make a move to Tyrod Taylor. But at least like at the, like I don't really the reporters' opinion on things really doesn't. I'm be honest, I don't care about it that much. And it's like I I look at you for information, and I think Leonard does a good job of me getting like he's. He's the probably the, the person's stuff I'm clicking on the most when there's information behind it. His opinion, I don't give a damn about. But information, he actually does. Like, the players the players talk to him more than they do any other reporter. But I can't Jordan believe we just nice. did all that. Jordan was nice to me when I went to the locker room a couple weeks ago. And he uh, and he asked me, like, oh, how was it? And he, he I think I, there were some people, and I take receipts. There were some people that when I was there, kind of avoiding me. Like, oh, I don't want to talk to you. You're an outsider. Jordan came up to me and was talking with me. And that was and, I, and that was nice. And I give Jordan that. He out of all the reporters, and Dunleavy does too, like actually like treats us seriously. Where there's a, a lot, even if they have a relationship with us, probably don't. And they don't like our existence and our on our place in the world. And like you couldn't send that tweet to Jordan and so you could have sent that tweet that you sent to Jordan to any other most other reporters, they would have been fuming with you. Jordan yeah. understood that like he knows who you are and he obviously had fun with it. Yeah, so and that's why I left him off my ballot. Uh, <laughs> so, as as a thank you to Jordan Renan. So, all right, we spent too much time on that. So, congratulations to Ryan Dunleavy for winning the third annual Tony. So he's not eligible next year. Justin, on this podcast last year, you said you're campaigning for Tom Rock. Tom Rock got sure. zero points this year. Yeah, he ha- he had a bad end of end of the end of the year. Who are you guys like aiming on? I I, I think I'm going to be back on Duggan for next year. That's pro- that's that's who that's who was my lead candidate for next year. Is that Duggan takes back his crown from 2021? I think it probably will be Duggan, but I'm I'm expecting. I honestly think Leonard's going to make a strong rise next year after this conversation. I think people are going to put on. We'll see though, but Pat Leonard's going to be unlikable at the end of the day, and I just don't that is think. True. Like I like I think I voted for him second place this year as a statement, and I might not ever vote. Like he'll probably just get third place on my ballot going forward. I, I think Duggan's going to end up winning it. But hey, this Ryan Dunleavy went from, you know, again, from ninth place to first. You know, Bob Brookover's gone from NJ.com. The, we don't, who's going to write for NJ.com? That could, you know, the, a new writer can make their way. Danny um, King. On there. Yeah, maybe D- Danny King. Maybe, yeah, let's get Danny King on Honestly, the Honestly, Danny, 
I might send my I'll send my Why don't over. you that's something that you should like shoot your shot, bro. Well, they're not going to put him right on the Giants beat. You got to work yes, your way up should. a little bit. Um, there are some people that they give press credentials to that I've like. Well, you can get, get press, press credentials, credentials, but they're the main guy in the Giants beat. You don't just get handed that. Oh, like you, you got to start on like high school football, then Rutgers. Nope. And then you get to the Giants beat. Danny King has been I'm look, part I'll of this at, podcast for the last five years. Employment. Uh, Charlotte. Charlotte's going to come out of nowhere next year. I don't know. I mean, I, I I hate to throw shade, but she's clearly number two in in her own company. Like Duggan's going to come out of nowhere. Maybe if Duggan leaves, right? Which me and you speculated when they hired Charlotte. Like, is Duggan getting ready to like make a, a jump somewhere else? But no, they've yeah. just been co covering the team for two years now. Yeah. So. Nah, they, the Mets had the same thing, so I think that's just how they operate over there at the Athletic now. They do Maybe a good Jay job of, They do a good job of like I've I saw it a lot in Detroit where they. Divide and conquer, where it's like, all right, Dan's going to watch the offense, Charlotte will watch the defense. It was Charlotte and I that were watching the defense there. It's a huge then, advantage, right? It really, like if, really if is. Just, if just one of us went to the to that, like that would have made our – like I, I, you – like, hey, talk to me about the defense. I didn't really get to watch any of it. So, all right, we spent 15 minutes on the Tony Award. That's that's a record, um, speaking <laughs> of speaking of records. Uh, also, we said with that – oh, don't spoil it, by the way. Damn it, I forgot to say at the fucking top. I, we're gonna put out the video at 9 a.m. So if you can hold your horses till 9 a.m. to tweet about it, but that didn't go work. Also, I kind of want to sell the Tony Award. Like, so next year it should be not sure if you're a good uh, person, uh, but best Giants reporter presented by Kadarius Tony Award presented by Talking Giants presented by whatever sponsor. Like, I feel like we should get a sponsor of of the Tony Award next year. So uh, companies, not all at once, you know. <laughs> Don't and and you have to get in on it now because the campaign starts for it now. So like we will anytime it's mentioned, we will you know have your name in there. So you know bidding starts at seventy five thousand dollars. How about that? All right, let's get in, Danny. What what's the freaking weather like for the last Giants game of the year? Is it going to snow or not? No, no, it's not. Well, okay, hang on. I don't because the storm don't be start this shit. Don't start. <laughs> it, it's gonna linger. The storm's lingered. Is it? But like, it's not gonna be like just sitting in a blizzard. Anyone going? You're not sitting in a blizzard Sunday. They're like throughout the game. They, I hate to say it. I think there will be some snow showers. I think there will be, and there might be some rain, depending on how cold it is. Because like, it's not gonna be like too cold. It's gonna be like it's gonna be cold. The game it's gonna be 30, 40 degrees. So you're gonna be freezing your ass off, kind of. And if there's wind, that sucks. But it's gonna be. Around the game, you if might there's going to be wind, is there going to be wind or not? I, there will be wind. There will be wind. Sorry. Uh, gusts are going to be high, though. They're like 16-mile-per-hour gusts, so it's not nothing terrible, but like it's still going to be gusty. And then you might get hit with some rain and snow because it's 34. I don't know how that's going to work. You might, Danny. Why do you keep saying like, might and I don't know? Do the weatherman. Tell us what's going to happen. Where there's a storm coming because I'm looking at my mouth and says chance. I, I'd rather I'd rather you tell say, us what's going to happen. We don't want to hear you. You're turning it. You used to be a great weatherman. It's, it's you, gonna were, snow. Go, you went it's 17 gonna for snow. 17 last year. And snow. now you're turning into like, uh, well, shit might happen. It's, I may not. Tell us what's going to happen. It's going to snow. It's going to snow and it's going to rain, right? Yes. And I'm going to be miserable. Probably. Damn right. We used to have a weatherman who told us the weather in Iraq. Now you can't even tell us for sure what it's going to be like in New Jersey. Bro, my, my model updated and it just keeps telling me chance. We did weather reports from the hurricane last year. <laughs> um, but yes, it's going to be I can tell you for certain it's going to be cold. And I can tell you for certain you probably will get hit with some 
some inclement weather. Danny, Great. for the next hurricane, will you come down to Florida and just be a weatherman with me? I might, honestly. I got a lot of free time coming up soon, so. You should, you should try and get to find a job in Florida. Honestly, I've, 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 I've wanted to look at Miami. You know, that bully kind of Justin area. to Florida didn't work. Maybe we could bully Danny King to Florida. Bobby asked me 15 minutes before we started recording this show, you should move to Florida. <laughs> well, I was actually genuinely trying to get you to move to Florida in 2020. Yeah. Hey, I'm 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 on the hunt soon. So if Florida places, hit me up. Yeah, let's get Danny King down to Florida. You can work for the Florida today. Yeah. Um, Florida today. <laughs> that's uh, that's the newspaper here. I, I we went to on a field trip there in uh, middle school. Uh, because my teacher, uh, my language arts teacher, worked at that newspaper, and then she took us on a field trip there, and then she jumped off her cruise ship a few years later. <laughs> Trivia: What is oh my what is? God. <laughs> That's not funny. I don't know why you guys are laughing. That's <laughs> funny. That's not funny at all. What's what's trivia for this week? Uh, oh, yeah. uh, so I guess since we're kind of in Morden this week. Uh, since for my language arts teacher? <laughs> yes, for your language arts teacher. And for the fact that it is should be, will be, definitely Sterling Shepard's last New York Giants game. Maybe not last NFL game. Probably is also as well. Uh, so I went back and I wanted to figure out uh, which Sterling Shepard game did he have the most yards in. Most yards in a single game. Now, I know this is a long year or long career for Sterling as a Giant. So you can also tell me just the year. So from 2016 to 2023. No, I feel like you got to get the game. I have the game as well. You could do the no, game we, as we, well. We have to guess the game. Okay, so they guess the game. The exact game that Sterling Shepard had the most yards in a single game. Most yards, single game. So, although he missed some weeks in 2018, I think he came back pretty strong that year. I'm going to say the 2018 week 16 at the Colts, I'm going to say, was Sterling Shepard's most yards in the game. Justin? I feel like that's a good answer. Dude, I don't know, and I feel bad about not knowing. It's also receiving yards, by the way. Like that—that's should I should I clarify that? Uh, the Colts D did have a rushing touchdown. Just just uh, receiving yards. I'm focusing on. All right, so that makes me feel like Bobby's answer is not correct, since Danny felt like he needed to clarify something. Um, this isn't right. 2017 but, was probably his biggest year. 2016 was his rookie year. Uh, this isn't right, but I'm gonna say 2021. Giants Broncos week one. It's I know. Right. I, I'm looking at mine. I got mine wrong. That was his second highest of the season. Was it the uh, Atlanta game, Danny? The one I'm looking at? It is the Atlanta Falcons game. He had five oh. catches on eight targets for 167 yards. Oh, big Fun place. fact Sterling Shepard, every time he scored a receiving touchdown in a game, it was only one. He never scored more than one receiving touchdown in the game. Every, it was always one receiving touchdown from Sterling Shepard in every game. He had a passive touchdown. He had two big games versus the Eagles. You want to know, here's a another fun fact. He did have two touchdowns in the game, though. Do you remember which one that is? I know this off the top of my head. Oh, I was literally looking at that earlier, but I don't. Was that 20? Was that 2020, was week 17 versus the Cowboys. He had a rushing touchdown and a receiving touchdown oh. on the reverse and then on a, on a whip route. That game was, oh, God, that game. Oh, no, that's, a, that's the first. That game was fun. That was the game Tony got ejected, right? No, that no, was the that year, was year before Tony right, was there. Right, it was the year right. where we were like waiting for the 
It was the Nate Sudfield uh, week 17. Oh, God, yes. All right. All right, so that's trivia. All right, fantasy draft. Danny, you had a great outing last week. This Saints game is haunting me still, by the way. You had 68.7 points. Uh, So while I still have the lead, and I had a good outing last week too, um, I uh, I need 56.7 points to break the scoring average. I'm in first. I'll be picking first or second. Danny, you um, with 68 points, you're only 22.8 points back. Which sounds like a lot, but if you have like a similar gap with that you had between Justin last week, you will beat me. So this is not over at all, even though it's, I'm a little likely winner. And then Justin, you are 108.1 points back. You'll be picking first. Justin, who are you picking first? Eagles mentioned that they may sit some starters, but why would they? Because they, need to, they need to win this game. Uh, DeAndre Swift is the pick that makes the most sense. DeAndre Swift? Oh my god. I can't believe you did that. You thought I was going to go A.J. Brown? Yeah, I'm going A.J. Brown. Okay. They game-planned him horribly in the last game. This game, they're not. Okay. Banks may play. I think he will play, but, you know, he may not play the full, uh, you know, game because of the shoulder injury. Um, I'm going A.J. Brown. I feel like I just won the league because I got A.J. Brown. Danny, you have back-to-back picks, so make him important. Well, here's the thing. The other guy... That the other receiver, Devontae Smith, he has not practiced. Yeah, I wouldn't. I'm not comfortable so at all picking him in a non-tradable slot. If, if they are gonna st- sit some guys, sit, they're probably gonna sit him. So I'm probably gonna have to. That that one kind of sucks. I was really hoping I could get him. Uh, last game against the Giants, he had 14 points. So I think I'm gonna take Goddard here. Funny story. There's about a funny Dallas story Goddard. about Dallas Goddard. We may not have time for it, but there I is a sucker punched story. him oh. <laughs> in South Dakota. Can I say something? Uh, so I was t- I was uh, in the office this week, and Bobby, I was talking about you, and I told everybody, Wonderful. look, search search Bobby Skinner on Google, and then press the press the space bar, and tell me the tell me the next two words that pop up. It was Dallas Goddard, and Kevin loves the whole bit. It's actually not a bit. I'm sorry, it's not, it's not a, bit. a bit. I you know it was a he, bit. The teeth, the bits of teeth that were on the ground after I sucker punched them. Yeah, Kevin loves it. Danny, your second pick. Um, no one took Saquon, right? Nope, no one no. took Saquon. Last uh, last game was a giant. Last, actually. last game was a giant. Yeah. Rumor has it. Last no game, way. You, don't get me started about uh, that two point conversion. I'm still having flashbacks about that one. But shout out for the draft. I'll take a Saquon here. He had 19 points against the Eagles, and I wouldn't be shocked if Saquon. Uh, can get another touchdown this game. Maybe he'll catch a two-point conversion. Needs 84 yards to get 1,000. I feel like that is in the back of everyone's brains. 2017-2018, and it honestly felt like longer than that. Um, Maybe I even did it 2015. I don't know when Coughlin left. I would always like, ah, I would take a moment. I'm like, am I watching Eli Manning warm up for the last time? Am I watching Eli Manning as, as a Giants quarterback for the last time? And I would take it in. I am going to take it in with Saquon Barkley this Sunday, just in case. You got to take it in. Just in case. And and, and listen, here's the thing. The other guy who's about to be out of here, Saquon becomes the longest tenure giant if if that, if, you know, most likely if he's back. Um, I was actually there for Eli's last game. Danny, for some reason, didn't go to that game. (laughs) Uh, 
I love the pick I'm getting. I'm getting Darius Slayton. Darius yeah. Slayton has incentives on the line. He's like he, he gets forty six yards. He gets an extra hundred thousand. Actually, have the the incentives for the game to watch along. He needs forty six forty four yards to get another hundred thousand. Um, if he gets the fifty catches, gets another hundred thousand. And if some reason he got to eight hundred seventy five, which would take his best game of his career, he'd get an, an extra two hundred fifty thousand. Uh, I'm taking Darius Slayton. I mean, he had the big game. He's had back-to-back big games with Tyrod Taylor. Um, their defense is bad. I'm going Darius Slayton. I, I love this pick. I'm so happy about it. Justin, you have back-to-back picks. Darren Waller and Wondell Robinson, come on down. Son of a bitch. Those are good picks. So, which for the record, which one are you picking second? Which one are you picking third? Uh, Darren Waller and Wondell Robinson said that very specifically. Okay. All righty then. All right, so now I have my next pick. So I could go Devontae Smith because this is a tradable slot. But even if he's active, I don't know how much he's going to run he's going to get. So I'm, I'm going to stay away from that. And I'm going to go Jalen Hyatt. Tyrod Taylor's playing. There's going to be deep shots to Jalen Hyatt. There has been in every game that... Um, Tyrod's played whether they've been converted or not. I'm, I'm going to go Jalen Hyatt. I, I feel comfortable with him with Tyrod at quarterback to at least get some chances. This is not a very good safety unit. Their corners are not great either. I'm going. I'm going Jalen Hyatt. Danny, your last two picks of the year. Question is, who would they put behind AJ Brown if it's not Devonte? My my I'm, Julio. That's 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 who I'm looking at right now. Because he had 17 points last week. I can't believe Julio Jones just on the Eagles. Like, he caught a pass in that game a couple weeks ago. I was like, who? AD Jones? I'm like, oh, shit, that's Julio. Jalen Hyde would have been my other guy. But since he's already been taken, I'm just... um, I'm going to take... Well, I'm in a tradable slot here. And I feel like I would be remiss if I just didn't take him just to have him as a backup. I mean, you got to take a big swing, so this this is the right pick for you. It may not I'm, be the right pick for me, you know. I'm taking Devontae. Because in case he does play, and I'll be up early Sunday. You have to take you have to take big swings, so you... and so you'll be up at eleven. Yeah. <laughs> but now, okay, I know I'm dragging this out, and I do apologize, but he's gonna have to get run this week, right? Like he's gonna have to, like Boston do, Scott. Do, Oh, I wasn't thinking Boston. I was thinking the other last year. Boston Scott. I mean, the Eagles want to not play. I was their hoping starters. that Justin could take this guy last. Just Danny, you got to go for the win. Yeah, I don't feel like you can take this guy. Uh, I can't do sentimental. Screw it. This is the week he does it. We all bet thirty bucks last time. Didn't happen. They'll take Boston. He's going to do it this week because should, we don't, we're not betting. Should money. we bet? Because now they might give him ten two touchdowns. <laughs> I'll take Boston and I'll leave the other guy out for someone else. Should we want. bet again? I'm doing less money though. <laughs> well, Justin, you you so take the twenty off of the Patreon, sure. That you're that for last time. Take another twenty off for this. So okay. if you could, if you could do it right now, just put twenty dollars for me. Okay. On a Boston Scott touchdown on DraftKings, our our beloved sponsor, DraftKings. Shout out DraftKings. And while Justin do, does that, I'm gonna take Kenny Gainwell. Um, I just, I just am. He's their, he's their true second back, which leaves Justin with the last pick, who's 108 points back, no chance of winning. Now he needs 22.6 points to not 
have the worst season ever, which is a low bar. Who are you going to take last, Justin? You know who to take. You know who to take here. Don't don't make the wrong decision. My last pick. The last pick of the year for our fantasy draft. The I'll last... be taking Sterling Shepard. Okay, thank God. I thought thank you were going to screw that up. <laughs> I'll be taking Sterling Shepard, which will... I'm going to save my thoughts on him because I think we're going to talk about him very soon. Right, yes. I, th- I think we might too. All right, so just to recap... Justin, who's in last, DeAndre Swift, Darren Waller, Wandale Robinson, and Sterling Shepard. Myself in first, A.J. Brown, Darius Slayton, Jalen Hyatt, Kenny Gainwell. Danny, who's in second, 22.8 points back. Dallas Goddard, Saquon Barkley, Devontae Smith, and Boston Scott. Until uh, We've had three different champions of this, by the way, in three years. Um, so whoever wins this year is the true fantasy champion. Bam. It could be back-to-back for the kid. All right. It's time for Giant Factors, where we give our X Factor for the Giants game. Justin. You're up first. My giant factor for the last time is going to be Sterling Shepard. Um, in a era of Giants football that has been filled with bad players, inconsistent players, and players that come and go, even though it's been a complicated journey for young Shep, he's always been there, and whenever he suited up, He's been good, and he's been a player that has been system-proof and bad coach-proof. He's always done what he was asked to do. He's caught the football, uh, had good chemistry with all the quarterbacks that have come in here throughout the years. So Sterling Shepard, for one more time, go out there, be a giant factor. I think he needs like five catches or three catches to He needs three catches to pass Shockey, 22 to pass Odell. So that's where I'm at. Either get 22 and pass Odell. I'm going to be honest. I don't want him to pass Shockey. Still quite an accomplishment, though. Um, like I said, you know, with missing all those games and, you know, for an era of Giants football that has been anything but stable. So, Sterling Shepard, Young Shep, uh, 87, number three. Go out there, be a Giant Factor one more time. What is your guys' favorite Sterling Shepard moment? Um, there's, you know, he didn't get to play in the playoff game last year. Um, you know, the the first, his only, only other playoff game was a, you know, he dropped the touchdown, so that's obviously no fond memories. Uh, Danny, what's your, what's your favorite Sterling Shepard moment? It might be recency bias, but after 2021, when he suffered, uh, what was the 2021 injury? I'm not saying ACL. that. Torn ACL when he came back against the Titans. Uh, that's 2022, that, yes. Yeah, I'm just like saying, coming off that injury and then doing that that first his first game. That was uh, that was pretty cool because I, I, I was at that game when Shepard got hurt. It was so deflated in that state it was such a deflated season see the guy that always gave it his all just go down like that sucks so probably that's my favorite play in recent memory but art also tweeted out when he flexed on josh norman after the he laid out the big hit on him that was also pretty cool i'm gonna say you know i know it's the first touchdown versus the cowboys was like a oh my we beat the cowboys and we had victor cruz coming back we had odell and i was like oh my gosh do we have the best wide receiver trio in the nfl we didn't um even though odell maybe maybe odell was so good that it made it the best wide receiver trio but uh, that was was like the sick like oh my first touchdown this first game which will come into play with my giant factor um so yeah justin how about you the touchdown that he had against San Fran, that was Eli Manning's last fourth quarter comeback and like game winning drive that he had. 
So that, that touchdown against San Fran was pretty sick. He was, like, diving backwards. But, I, I mean, I, I don't really remember Shep for, like, these moments, but I just remember Shep as a guy that will always move the chains on third down. Like, I, he's, like, this generation's, like, a little bit of, like, Steve Smith um, for, for Daniel Jones. Like, I think D- Eli Manning had Steve Smith for those couple years in his prime, and I think Daniel Jones had Sterling Shepard. Like, that's, like, the comp that I always said, high catch rate, reliable guy, reliable hands. And also, like, I think of this, like, era of Giants football, like, post, you know, post-Manningham, post-Knicks, post-Cruz, I think he was the best blocking receiver that we've had in a very, very long time. So he always gave effort even when the ball wasn't in his hands. Boom. About that. Wes in the chat said the Cleveland camp fight. That was a great moment, too. <laughs> that was also hilarious. All right. My giant factor. I'm tired of the Giants getting players who catch the football and them having their first season without a touchdown. Now, Waller got one. So congratulations to Darren Waller. But Tony didn't get one. Uh, Kenny Galladay didn't get one. I want Jalen Hyatt to get one touchdown his rookie year. Let's get one touchdown his rookie year. We saw the one in the preseason on the post corner versus the Panthers, and we're like, sick, sick, right? He's had, you know, the second most 20 plus yard catches to slate, you know, on the team. Like, he's had, like, let's get Jalen Hyatt a touchdown. The guy who had the most, you know, he had five touchdowns versus Alabama last year. Can we get him one touchdown in the NFL his year one? Uh, let's get him over 400 yards. Jalen Hyatt, go out, be a giant factor, and get your first touchdown uh, as a New York Giant in the NFL. Danny, who's yours? Isaiah Simmons, uh, because obviously contract year, Giants traded for him. His future also probably depends on, I feel like Wink Martindale. I feel like Wink's gone, Isaiah won't be around. But I'm intrigued to see how Isaiah will play in his last game, uh, what statement he makes to the Giants and other teams that are probably going to be buying for his services. So Isaiah Simmons, this is your chance to go out there, get yourself a maybe a nice little contract with a new team, or maybe re-sign with the Giants. They traded you for a reason. Show them why they did in this last game. He is my giant factor. All right, spread picks. Um, I do want to go quick with this because we spent so much time on the Tony Award. Listeners went four and four last week. They are in first place, 69 and 62. They're represented by James Sasinski this week. Myself and Danny. I went three and five. Danny went four and four. We are both one game under five hundred at sixty-five and sixty-six. So the li- it's looking like the listeners will take the crown for the first time. Uh, Justin is in last, but he's been pretty hot lately. He went six and two last week. He's sixty-three and sixty-eight. Needs a seven and one week to go uh, over five hundred. Me and Danny just need to go five and three. Uh, Steelers at Ravens plus three and a half. Listeners are going Ravens plus three and a half. I could go either way. Ravens aren't playing Lamar. Probably no more starters. I'm, I'm going to go Steelers minus three and a half. Justin. Steelers need to win, so I'll go I'll go with the Steelers. Uh, I'm six and two in my last three weeks, by the way, so expect a terrible week. Danny. I'll go on Steelers as well. Oh, no. All right. This Next game stuff. we have uh, the game that I'm pretty – I think the most interested in, like more so than Miami-Buffalo, Colts at – or Texans at Colts plus one and a half. I want CJ Stroud – <laughs> In the playoffs, I'm going Texas minus one and a half. Listeners are also going Texans minus one and a half. Danny, what do you got? I'm going to go Colts. I feel like the Colts can kind of uh, put a little wrench in the Texas plans this week. Justin. I'm also going Colts. Alrighty. Jags at Titans plus five. What do you got for this one, Danny? Ugh, I mean... listeners. Are, I, I'm going to say the listeners pick every time because you, like... If you if if you want to let it play into your pick, Danny, to, if you want to go for the win or just play your own card, yeah. the listeners went Jags minus five. 
I hate the listeners. I'm joking, guys. Um, because I was gonna take the Jaguars because I think Trevor plays this week. And there's don't no... don't ju- don't just go if you just go is against there, them every time. Is, wait, is Will Levis playing? I don't know. Yeah, we'll take Jaguars. So they're still a better team overall. Justin, Titans cover plus five. I'm going Jags. Uh, Vikings at Lions minus two and a half. Why the fuck did the Lions not play Nick Mullins last week? It's the dumbest shit ever. You mean the Vikings? Uh, yeah. The Vikings, I'm going plus. I'm going Vikings plus three and a half. They'll lose by three points. Listeners are going Lions. Danny, who are you going? Yeah, I'm going to go Lions as well. They got, they're got. they probably going to play everyone still. Yep. Justin? Lions. Bucks at Panthers plus four and a half. Um, Bucks trying to win the division. I'm going Bucks minus four and a half. Listeners are as well. Danny, how about you? Not doing it just because it's the listeners. I feel like this is just it has a trap game written all over it. I'm taking the Panthers to at least cover. Justin. Bucks. Falcons at Saints minus three and a half. What do you have on this one, Justin? Uh Saints. Listeners are going Falcons. I'm going Saints. Danny, who are you going? The Saints. Jets at Patriots minus two. I will never pick uh Actually, Zach Wilson's not playing. I'm still not picking the Jets to beat Bill Belichick. Maybe Bill Belichick's last game. I'm going Patriots minus two. The listeners agree. Danny, do you agree? Snow game alert. Patriots. Justin? Yeah, Pats. And then for the AFC North. AFC North. The AFC East <laughs> title. Bills at Dolphins plus three. Um, Listeners are going Bills. Danny, what are you going? I can barely tell you a healthy player on the Dolphins right now, so I'm going to have to take the Bills. Justin? The fact that the Dolphins are three-point home underdogs against the Bills, who a month ago had a pipe dream of making the playoffs is crazy, but I'm going with the Bills. Get hot at the right time. Well, it looks like I'm going against everybody because the Dolphins have only lost to the Bills by three more than three points one time. It was this year, but they had Matt Milano. Um, so I'm going to go Dolphins. So I want to see, I, so me and the listeners only disagree on four picks. So at the best I could tie with them, which I feel like we should do some type of tiebreaker. Maybe we'll, we'll do that. So Danny and the listeners disagree on one, two, three, four. Yeah. You, you only disagree with the listeners on, on four as well. So I would hate to have a tie for first place, but I'm going to play the odds and say that we don't. I think the listeners are going to take this. So unfortunate. When did they get smart? You know what? Here, B- Bill, I'll, I'll ask the listener this, B- and we'll put, we'll just have this. What's the total on the Bills Dolphins game, Danny? What is the total? Yeah, I'm not asking you. What what what's your prediction for the point total in that game? Oh, like the over under? You're asking me? Yeah. So instead of forty eight and a half, I'm saying, I'm saying they score forty combined. Oh. I'm going to say 51. I will ask. I will DM uh, the listener and get his answer. I, I will put that in the tweet just just so there's a tiebreaker if there's a, a tie for first place, which I would hate to have, but hey. All right, last game of the year, Giants at Eagles. Forgot that this is even happening. Danny, what is your score prediction? Shout out to your five. Talking Giants, shout out. Great great job, gentlemen. Thank Looking you. Looking forward to it again. Uh, Giants, <laughs> Giants are going to... They're, they're going to win because they're going to mess up the draft pick. Giants win this week. They're going to win in some weird, odd-fashioned game. Giants 24, Eagles 17. 
Bam. Send Wink out with the win. And send Wink out with the win. How about that? Justin, what do you got? Eagles win 10 to 9. 10 to 9. That's so gross. I could see if this this could be on the opposite end. I, I, I'm going to go... I'm going to go and I'm going to say that I appreciate the listeners once again. I really do. Um, we will see you on Monday for not a recap, but a, a talk. Let's, we're going to, we're going to lay this season to rest before decisions are made. So we appreciate you guys. We will see you then. Until then, let's go. Gi- Giants 77, Eagles 0. You thought, you thought. You're like, oh my God, it's going to end the season. No. Giants 77, Eagles 0. Get the fuck out of here, Eagles. Until then, let's go Big Blue.